Hello and welcome to Recruiting in Hospitality from Caterer.com. My name's Lance Lotnarayan and in each edition we'll be discussing recruitment, development and retention in the UK hospitality industry as well as issues affecting you and your teams. In today's programme we're going to be furthering our discussion surrounding our entry-level talent campaign and we're going to be talking about employment of vulnerable groups um, very special program today, and we're delighted. I'm going to allow our guests to introduce themselves. Would you please? Uh, Greg Mangum uh, f- from Only a Pavement Away, a charity that helps vulnerable people into work. Janine Pretorius, Director of People from the Ivy Collection. I'm Dalal Ahmed. I'm uh, a trustee for Only Pavement Away, but I also work um, for Crisis, which is a homelessness charity. Thank you all very much for joining me today. I'm, I'm very grateful you could make it. Greg, can I start with you? Can we just get a bit of background? What is your background in hospitality? Uh, oh, God, I've been in it since I came out of school. Uh, but hu- a long time ago, then? A, a very long time ago, <laughs> yeah. When, so if anybody's out there that remembers Schooner Inns and they know how old I am. Um, but I've been through pubs, leisure, hotels, restaurants, uh, betting, worked in HR and operations. And then before I started, only a payment away was had a hospitality consultancy. Terrific. Where, where did the idea for Only a Pavement Away come from initially? Uh, it was my wife's idea, actually. We were walking down the Strand and Jill just said, not all these homeless people can be lost causes. I mean, for those people who don't know London very well, can you describe the Strand and what what it's what it's like? And, uh, and the what, Strand what the is are? a buzzing main street in London, so the Savoy will be along it, the Strand Palace Hotel, theatres, uh, there's a number of restaurants, it leads into Trafalgar Square. So it is a sort of a very, very busy thoroughfare and, and a lot of tr- tourist traffic going through it and people going out to enjoy their leisure time. But it's also known amongst Londoners for having a, a lot of homeless people sleeping rough in doorways. It, it, recently we did a thing called Fill a Flask where we gave out thermal flasks filled with cold water to rough sleepers. Uh, and of the 40 volunteers, the four volunteers that were on the Strand gave out their flasks in record time because there were so many rough sleepers along the Strand. I was one of those people, and they were very, very fast. Yes, they were, yeah. (laughs) So, let's get into the nitty-gritty. How does Only Pavement Away work? Uh, Quite simply, the like-minded employers who want to help people who are vulnerable and are willing to give them a chance and show empathy place their jobs on the Only Pavement Away jobs board on the website. The jobs brokers from the charities like Crisis uh, or the custodial groups or Walking with the Wounded, who represent the veterans, their job brokers will then look at the jobs board. They will say that they have someone who fits that position. For example, someone who wants to be a kitchen porter or a trainee commie chef in the Ivy collection in a certain area, they will put their CV and details through to the recruiter at that company. That company commits to giving that person an interview. Uh, If the interview uh, is unsuccessful, then they feed that back to the job broker for whatever reasons. If it is successful, then the only payment away member is taken on on exactly the same terms and conditions uh, as anybody else who would walk through the door with their CV. Probably the only additions are, A, the charities and the organisations give one year sort of emotional support and to help their members if there's a problem. And the hospitality charity give one year financial support if they need help with rent 
or, or their utility bills. Dilal, you're, you're with Crisis. How do uh, charities and organisations like yours, how do they get involved in the work of Only Pavement Away? So just to firstly say, actually, um, the, the employment pathway created by Only Pavement Away is like phenomenal. It makes a significant difference to what my team does and what um, employment teams across the homelessness sector do. Um, the challenge for most um, charities is actually having the right resources in place to be able to go up and open these opportunities individually. So, you know, if you can imagine um, for me to contact Janine, to talk about Ivy Collection, to work with us in terms of that takes time. And to do that with 20, 30, 40 employees across the hospitality sector is actually, you know, two, three people's full-time job. So Only Payment Way does that for for us, um, which makes it a lot easier for my teams um, and all the charities involved in homeless sector to actually go directly into those opportunities and to work with those employees. So that's the most important part. How do we work with the, the, um, the Only Payment Way charity? It is, as Greg just said, it is really the opportunity to contact and look at opportunities within the sector um, and identify people who will move into those roles, um, work with the employers to support that person into that role, um, and then to work with the employers ongoing to provide as much support as we can to, for, for our members, um, clients, to not only to sustain that role, but also to, in terms, you know, the employment is not just about getting a job, it's about confidence, it's about self-esteem, it's about breaking the, the cycle of isolation, all the things that come with being a rough sleeper or homeless, mental health and so forth. It's about that process as well. Um, and the hospitality sector has been famous for having a, uh, an environment which is all about actually a family environment, making those kind of contacts, those friendships, those relationships, so forth, which is actually really positive um, environment for some of, some of the people that we work with them to move into. Is the environment, do you think the environment for this is right now, is the best it's ever been now? Um, it's it's hard for me to say it's the best it's ever been. Um, you know, I, I'm my contact with the hospitality sector is relatively quite new. Um, it's the second largest sector that we support uh, our members into work behind construction. Um, so people see it as a real opportunity to actually go into work to really develop their own kind of individual kind of challenges and skills um, and so forth, and to grow and develop from that as well. So it's a big sector. It always has been a big sector um for homelessness um so yeah it's it this this provides a real real positive direct route into employment um and work with employers which is more than just support someone's work it's the awareness raising the the all the additional bits that go with it janine uh if i can move on to you at what point do employers like the ivy collection how do they get involved well, from from the moment you advertise your vacancy on the Only Pavement Away job board, uh, you guarantee an interview to the to the member, and and from there on, it's really pretty much the same as any with any new applicant. The process through there, you you would interview and trial the the candidate. So, how's the recruitment infrastructure of the IV set up to accommodate programs like? Like holding your pavement and work. Well, for us, it's it's pretty much straightforward, uh, and we we work with it exactly the same way as we work with any other applicant. Uh, we have a dedicated member in the recruitment team who looks after the only pavement job board, and that that recruitment person will be the person that lays with the management team on site, with the job broker, and with the only pavement away, and ensure we've got the communication going to everyone. Has, has it been? Has it been working well for the Ivy? 
Yeah, we've we've recruited our first member about five mem- five months ago as a kitchen porter in our uh, St John's Wood restaurant, and he's recently got promoted to a commis chef. Really invaluable member of the team over there. Terrific. In the space of five months. In the space of five That's months. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, Greg, is every case the same, or do I mean? I'm, I'm guessing you've got to be flexible. Are there typical cases or is everything... Uh, I think the, the power of only a payment away and the way we work is that we don't want to be a counsellor, we don't want to be go out and do training and we don't want to help vulnerable people with their problems. That's why we go to someone like Delau and the team at Crisis because that's where their experience is. It's their sector. But you have to be wary of it though, don't you? We're, so what happens is that uh, our employers will know where the applicant what the background is so when the jobs broker sees it they will have basically in my terminology say i've got bob or betty headspace is ready their attitude and behavior and desire is ready they have right to work their national insurance number access to a bank account some form of accommodation um and they want to be a trainee chef or a, a kitchen porter in this insane Norwich. Hang on a minute. On the jobs board, there's the Ivy Collection in Norwich and they're looking for someone. Uh, but the recruiter for the Ivy Collection or the employer where that person is sent will know as much as they can about the person who's going to see them. So what it stops it doing is someone lying or having to hide the facts at the interview because of someone's perceptions of them. From an employer point of view, it also helps avoiding that awkward question because you will always, yes. when interviewing so a member that you know is from only employment way, wonder. Um, so that removes all that out of the process as well, and, which is great. And just to reiterate, just from a charity perspective as well, to be able to work with a member and you can actually say to them, actually, you don't really need to not talk about your situation because we're, walk- we're working with employees who understand. Uh, one of the big things that we do... Um, my job brokerage team do is actually all of the employees that we work with for only payment away or anywhere else is to make sure that they have some insight into the work that we do and what that means and how working with us um, has an impact. So the understanding of some of the challenges, the difficulties, the problems that arise with working with homelessness um, and so forth. So we run events, two events through the year, which is an employment fair. We get all of the employees to come along to that to meet the clients, the members, um, and really have a conversation about actually the person. How do you build those relationships? I mean, can you go into a bit of detail about how... With the employers? Yeah. yeah. So... So all of the employers, um, as Janine mentioned, at the Ivy, for example, we have a, a dedicated person who works with only payment away and so forth. So my job broker, Executive Pritpal, will t- talk to Ash, is it Asha, Asha um, and really build that relationship between those two. So they have a really strong relationship, which means actually there is a level of confidence there about the members that are coming through the process. We try to make sure members talk to the employers before they go for interviews. So, you know, we invite employers in to do some of the screening sessions at our offices, uh, so it's familiar environments and so forth, just to break down that kind of the nervousness about going to an interview and, you know, meeting new people and so forth. That's all been managed already, um, which makes it easy for for people who who will be lacking self-confidence, kind of structure, um, and so forth, and you know, not having that kind of formal contact. So taking away all those kind of nerves from the interview process makes it a lot easier for people to actually get through that interview process and actually talk about who they are and why they want the job rather than worrying about the person. Does the person know that I've been Ross Levy and does the person know so forth? That's all taken away from that process. 
sorry, I think it's important as well that what the employers have is that if someone comes and they've been rough sleeping, then very much the interviewer can think to themselves, that person must have great strength of character. You know, I couldn't sleep in that doorway November, December. So what you're bringing to the team is tenacity, great strength of character. You know, if you're coming out and you're an ex-offender, then you, you're quite intuitive and you're used to uh, having a work ethic because that's what gets you a better phone card or better shower gel. If you're coming out of the military and you might be slightly vulnerable, but you're used to working in a team and you're used to working in processes. So I think what the employers are saying is there's a lot of strength that these people are bringing and it's removed the perception of you're homeless, you're going to turn up on Monday morning with a cardboard box um, and, and you're, you know, you're going to not look ready for work. If you're at the military, have you got PTSD or you come, you're an ex-offender, are you going to come and, you know, basically try and take something? It, it's changed the perception that everybody deserves a second chance and there are strengths that we can build on from that person's experiences in life. I'd just like to talk about the role of the job broker. Uh, and can you tell me how that, that role fits into the whole, the whole process? Well, it's, it's a key part of the process. Um, it's the link between the, the charities and the employers. Um, it's the person who bridges that gap and, you know, develops that relationship with the employer. It's the person, the employee. The idea, the idea with the job broker within the, the kind of three key areas was that um, what we wanted was employers to have one point of contact. Um, and, you know, wherever, whatever charity the members come through, um, so forth. The employer knows that they go through the job broker, raise any issues, concerns, and so forth, and then the job broker would take care of it after that. We've always said that we wanted employers to be employers with the understanding of the impact homelessness has on um, people and, you know, going back into work, so forth. So the role of the job broker is crucial to this, to making this work. That that It's the relationship between the members and the employers and making sure that process happens really smoothly um, and then to pick up on any challenges, difficulties, and so forth that come up afterwards and then to figure out how we deal with those challenges. So from an employer point of view, we would, if we have any problems with the member in, that we employed, we would contact the job broker of the chosen charity. There's another point I'd like to uh, bring up, and something that y we haven't touched on yet. The welfare of the candidate, it's got to be very important. A sacrosanct. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel I, it's probably the most important thing. It's the, it's the responsibility, ultimately, of the charity and the employer. Tell me how this all works, because I think employees listening to this, you know, it will be a primary concern for them as well. So f for us in the charity sector, um, it's, it's absolutely paramount. The, you know, the, the well-being of the, the member is crucial. The, the process that we work with is that any of the members that come through my team... Um, and I've got 11 job broke, um, coach, job coaches who work with members so forth. We'll go through an in-depth initial assessment. We don't just look at their employment and their, their employment background. We look at their well-being, their financial situation. We look at the whole picture. We use a tool called the Outcome Star. It covers like 10 different points of a person's life, um, their social kind of um, interactions with family relationships, relationships, drug and alcohol use, all of that sort of stuff. So we do some a, a very in-depth assessment with everyone that we work with. What we make sure is that anyone who is who is still having challenges with drugs, alcohol use, so forth, is not getting to this point, and so forth, because we don't want to be in a position where we're putting someone into a point where we are increasing their risk um, possibility. Now, what we do is with anyone who is receiving support um, around drugs and alcohol and so forth. Alcohol would be the key one here, I guess, to a certain extent. Um, 
as long as they are receiving support and engaging with that support process, then we 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 would support that person through this process, um, knowing that my team will continue to support anyone who goes into work for 12 months um, and onwards and afterwards. And that's not just about that support. It's well-being support, it's mental health support, it's housing support, it's um, financial support, it's it's a whole package of support. So the, the reassurance really is for any of the employers, it's actually if you meet any of our members, I think it would be quite clear that those those members are, are, are good to go to work. Um, they may still be getting support for some bits, but the reassurance is that they have a personalised coach who will be working with them um, for a whole 12-month period in terms of ongoing support. How about you, uh, Janine? How about the Ivy? What, what, what's... Well, for us, I mean, it's important to have a strong line manager in place, um, as with any any employee, really. But we, we also have, for our, all our employees, an assist, uh, employee assistance programme in place. Um, and then the support is there. So, you know, making use of um, only pavement away and the support from crisis, if there is anything that you, you need. I think the most important thing is that because they are sort of the leader in the in the field, and and with something like crisis, we we've when we've gone into work with the Ministry of Justice and the and the education providers in the prisons, that's what we want. We need a twelve month support package, and we need you to be able to have a point of contact that the manager or the recruiter can ring and say, Bob or Betty, isn't the person they were when they joined us a month ago. They they. There's something not quite right. In hospitality, we don't want our managers to be trained to, to deal with that outside of what Janine says with the employer assistance programs. But to be able to ring someone who's got the skill, understands the person, and can then come back to the employer and say, look, they may not feel that job's right for them. So they're going to call it a day. Or they've got trouble paying their rent. Or they can't afford their utility bills, or they're trying to reconnect with their family who are miles away, which is something that I know Delau and his team deal with quite often. We then go to licensed trade charity and hospitality action. If the job brokers at the charities and organisations say to us it's a genuine case, we then have that money funded. We will then pay a rent deposit, we will pay a utility bill, we will supply fares, and it's non recoverable. So it stops these people having to look for loans or getting into debt because if we give them stability in their private life and we give them stability in their working life then they have a chance and that's what drives it forward it's bringing it it's just that conduit of bringing it together and having a process but the main thing the employers know is that the experts are there and and too many my in my short time involved in this there's too many people trying to replicate what the experts do and we don't want to do that if you've got crisis at Mungo's, you've got the, the custodial providers and job brokers, you've got the veterans charities, then that's why we use them. And it's also based on, on the assumption that all everyone who's going through this project who's experienced homelessness is in need of that level of support because not everyone is. Mm. Um, you know, th there are some people who need lots of support um, and they're probably a bit further away from the kind of the employment market and so forth. And that's part of that the, the change, the, the model of change. But lots of our members who are ready to go to work are, you know, are able to go to work, are able to do a, a, a good job. And the example at the Ivy Collection is a perfect example um, and so forth. It may be other things that just need to be put in place. And, and you know, we've worked with some of the employers where, you know, if if one 
of the, the, the branches of an employer is, you know, a bit too chaotic for someone at that point. We've moved them to another uh, location where it's a bit calmer and they've they've developed and grown there. Um, and so, so the flexibility there to work with members and the individual needs of each one of the members is, is really important. But yeah, you know, the important thing is to understand that actually homelessness, you know, there are lots of challenges of homelessness, but not everyone needs the whole 12 months worth of support. Yeah. People are ready to go. There are some people there and there is, a, there is a plan in place and that's the important part. And I think what Delau says is right, is that that's where the empathy comes. You don't put someone who's going to be sort of a, a runner getting the food out uh, in an outlet that's in the O2 when someone's got 50,000 people going to watch a concert. You know, it's their first shift. You have to have the empathy to understand. Let them get used. Let them start on a Monday or a Tuesday. Let them start when it's it's not going to be too daunting, as you would for anybody. But you also have, I think, Delau's right. You know, a lot of these people who who, who come who are seen as homeless have, you know, I've, I've been out giving out filler flask. I met a guy who was in private equity. Someone said to me when we did filler flask, I met someone who'd been in banking. You know, you're, you're never that far from how, how your life tips and. You know, people who have been homeless have had to survive and have gone to prison. People have come out of the army, gone to prison, become homeless. It's it's the revolving door that hopefully by getting good quality people into work, we can reduce that revolving door and give a return to society as well. And we can we put 250 people into work next year. We save eight. We save society eight million pounds. Is that the goal? Uh, that is our goal. If we get the the funding and the donations and the support and doing things like this. If, if we don't need a big structure because we rely on the structures are there. We just need some help with uh, people like job brokers and support workers internally to, to help charities that aren't as organised as, as Crisis and the others. Uh, we can get 250 people in. And that, that will reduce a burden on the taxpayer. Janine, why should hospitality employers become involved in this programme? Well, if... For for us, it is, if you're looking to partner up with a hospitality charity, I think Only Paving Way is an invaluable charity. But also, we have a shortage in our industry, it's a situation we, we all face. So finding new and creative ways of bringing more talent in. And I think our success story speaks for it, how our members already progressing to the next role so that we can start growing talent from the ground roots up. To all of you, really, what, what advice would you give employers who, who want to get involved in, in only pavement away? What would you say? It's not a quick fix. You've got to be willing to show empathy. D- don't show the, this not sympathetic. This, you know, there is a 80,000 jobs short. There is a pipeline of good quality people who want a chance in life and are willing to work. But you have to understand that you need to be empathetic and accept that they're going to have times to reintegrate into that that work in life um and, and you know that they will give you a good these these people will turn in a very good day's work they will be invaluable you know i, I think for me um the you know the hospitality sector as janine and greg have mentioned there is a, a a shortage of um people going into the sector and so forth that that's really important to the hospitality sector for me i might you know i work in the homelessness sector the important thing for me is actually about breaking down the stereotypes and the myths and the, the prejudices that come with what homelessness is. So any new employer who's who's thinking about this so forth, what I'd say is come along, come and see what we do, why we do it, meet some of the members, um, and then go from there. And then, you know, everyone, all of our employers who have been to any one of our employment platforms leave that day going, well, that's not what we thought we'd be coming into. 
Um, and it's a very different picture when they walk away from that. So yeah, you know, there is a, there is a, a huge benefit every way for this, you know, for employers, you get in, um, you know, staff members coming in who, who turn into fabulous workers who move and progress in their employment. It's the social impact. It's the, the positive impact it's having on homelessness, rough sleepers on, um, ex military veterans, um, people with offended backgrounds. It, there is a huge social impact on this as well. Um, but more than that, it's about people. Um, and that's what hospitality, hospitality sector is about. So, Greg, you just touched on that. You want to see 250 people. But We've got 80,000 vacancies and there are lots of people coming out of prison. There are lots of people who, as Delau says, you're on the street because of your circumstances, not necessarily your capabilities. There are people who are coming out of the forces that might have anxiety, that probably are you know, struggling to get back into life. What is it? Forty-six percent of fit soldiers come out six months later, haven't got a job. Paye, twelve thousand people commit their first offence when they're on the street because they got to survive. If we can take those people and channel it and get the funding, then we can get these people into work and we can do loads of things, loads of things. If employers want to get involved, how do they contact you? They they just contact me. Uh, go to our website, uh, onlyapaymentaway.co.uk. Uh, and people always say, how do you take people on board? I, I have a simple measurement. Employers have to have the same ethos and culture as the Ivy Collection, as Pub Love, and all the other people that are listed on our strategy document on the website. That's the thing. All those people believe in the same thing. If you're coming for cheap labour, if you, you've got a business where you need door staff, so that's great, you employ vets, or you want to get people who are just going to pot wash all day long because you think you, you found someone who's settling for that, don't contact me. Be there because you want to give these people a chance. Be there because you replicate you replicate the culture of the business that we've got, the fullers of the world, the youngs, beds and bars, those people who really believe in it and are willing to say, I've only got two people through, but it's two less people sleeping in the doorway. That's You're not going to get thousands, not unless you want to help us get the funding in. It is a fantastic cause and it's it's helping not only providing homeless people with valuable employment, it's also a charity you can raise money for and support, mm. um, which is great. Homelessness is on the rise. There is a bigger solution to homelessness um, and that's kind of policy change and changes around the welfare system and so forth, whatever. But employment is a big part of the, the people that we work with and actually, you know, supporting someone into housing and employment is the is the kind of the um the baseline for progress and to end that cycle of homelessness so the the, the opportunity that only payment away provides is a is a, a, a fantastic opportunity it's one that gives people the opportunity to actually you know to to regain confidence and self self kind of self-esteem and so forth and you know and if people don't stay forever in the in the sector you know the hospitality sector can be proud because they've made a significant change to someone's life Thank you all for joining me today. It's been uh, an interesting discussion. I hope you found uh, listening to this uh, conversation useful as well. You can follow us on Twitter at caterer.com. That's caterer, D-O-T-C-O-M, likewise on Instagram. And don't forget to check out our blog, which is blog.caterer.com. My name's Lance Otner-Ryan. Thanks for listening to Recruiting in Hospitality from caterer.com. Bye-bye.